That, that that performance can be such a prison and I do it and I do it well and I don't want to do that anymore you know and it's not about like airing your dirty laundry for all the world to hear it's just about just being in this place of, of just full-on acknowledgement that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and then being willing for God to use even the rough around the edges parts of your story. Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Each week we share a conversation between Daniel and Billy and sometimes a special guest will join in. You can usually tell the difference between a knockoff and the real thing. Today, Pastor Daniel and Billy talk with Matthew West, Christian singer, songwriter and author about what it means to live an authentic life. It's all about being honest with yourself and others about the messiness of life and your need for Jesus. Now, here's Pastor Daniel, Billy Hallowell, and Matthew West with the Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. That's the story of my life is just going... God forgive me when I forget Psalm 4610 and the importance of being still and being reminded that you are God, you are working, and and my best efforts will be null and void and useless if I'm not first finding my true source of strength and then with it a true source of joy and happiness in knowing who's in control, in knowing who the strong one really is. And so that's first and foremost. Second, this is the thought that came to my mind was, I have found in my life that I rise above discouragement in my personal life when I get opportunities to encourage others. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love doing concerts. It's one of the reasons why, like my dad and I, we do a weekly online check-in and devotion where we just we get thousands of people's prayer requests and we just spend a few minutes praying for other people. I'm going to tell you something. I mean, you've heard it said before, if everybody took all of their problems and put them in one great big pile, chances are you'd look at everybody else's problems and gladly take yours back. Right. How's that for some perspective, right? A 15 minute zoom call with a guy named Ron during quarantine, who's in his final days battling ALS. And for 15 minutes, I thought I was going to encourage him. He wound up speaking into my life, telling me, Matthew, God's got your great big plans for you. And so what I've noticed is when I get the opportunity to do what Ron did for me when I'm encouraging somebody else, guess what? I'm not doing that entire time. I'm not focusing on my own problems. And it does wonders for your perspective and, and your happiness. And imagine that when we become a character in somebody else's story that's when our life gets more fulfilling, and that's when we find happiness. The thing about you that's crazy, in a good way, is that you tell other people's stories, right? Like, you're talking about encouraging others, talking with others, but one of the big things that makes your music different from almost everybody else's, and not all of your music, but a lot of it, is that you have taken stories that people have brought to you, and you've gotten tens of thousands of stories. I think the last time we talked, it was almost 50,000 stories that had come to you, but you create music around other people's experiences, and 
that's amazing to me. And that's a hard thing to do. A lot of people draw from themselves and you, you can do that really well too, but you're drawing from other people's stories. How has that changed you over the years having that opportunity? Man, I, I really can't like quantify it. I would just say that it has, it has completely been a game changer for not only my creative process, but how I view the world. And when you start to look around you, like whether it's when I'm on stage and I look out and I see a crowd full of people or in your daily lives, when you're just walking down the street, when you begin to see not just a face, but a story and recognize that, okay, every one of these people has some sort of battle in their life that they're facing. Right. And I've read so many of their stories that I feel like it has maybe given me a greater sensitivity to the situations I may be stepping into that I have no idea that I'm stepping into, if that makes any sense. So in other words, I get on stage and I look at for a crowd in front of me and I see, I see a little kid and I see a mom and I see a dad and I see, you know, whatever it might be. I realize that there's a good chance that God has me there because he's going to speak in a powerful way into each individual's lives. And one of the things that I've noticed is, Every single one of us, while all of our lives are totally different, there's no two of us, right? Every single one of us, different fingerprints, different stories to tell. But we are all connected by this one thing. All of our stories have some broken chapters, right? And they're in need of healing. And that's there's some common ground in that. And I think a lot of times we don't like the broken chapters in our story. We don't like the the abuse that happened in our background. We don't like the, the addiction that we struggle with. We don't like the character flaws that we deal with. We don't like the circumstances in our world. We don't like those chapters of our stories. And so we try to hide them away. And what happens is a whole bunch of people who are maybe claiming to be Christians are really dealing with some broken chapters because they think they're the only one. And that's exactly what Satan wants because where that aim is, no happiness can survive in that environment. And so I think collecting people's stories, writing songs about their stories has really opened my eyes to realize that, gosh, we're all in the same boat with some broken chapters. And how good would it feel if we knew we weren't alone in that? And so when I write these songs, I'm really exposing some of the broken chapters in my life and in other people's lives in the hopes that other people will go, well, maybe maybe God does love me, even though I've got this mess in my life, even though I'm not perfect. And, uh, you know, that's just, just a few of the takeaways that collecting people's stories has really how it's shaped my creative process and my life. Well, I love so much what you're saying, Matthew, because you're reminding all of us that happiness is not found in the absence of brokenness. It's actually found in God's redemption in the midst of our brokenness. And and I think, you know, that's one of the things that I see going on right now. And one of the things I love so much about how God uses you, also, Billy, how God uses you, is that in the midst of all of this, you guys are like hope dealers. You know, you're brokering in hope where you're saying, look, yeah, stuff's broken. You know, like your song, you know, more it's such a powerful tune. It's like, listen, you are so much more than just the mistakes that you've made. You're so much more than the things that people said about you. And really what you're doing is you're speaking hope into the midst of the brokenness, letting people know that, hey, your brokenness isn't, it's just, it's just, it's just a chapter. It's not the whole story. Right. Mm. right. And that's exactly what it is. And I think, boy, it's so hard to have that perspective when you're in the middle of your most wounded and broken chapter, right? Um, it, it's so, and I think that, 
a lot of people in our world right now are finding themselves in the middle of a broken chapter of their story. And it's hard to see your way out of that. One of the stories that's really encouraged me in uh, 2020 is revisiting the story of the disciples getting in a boat with Jesus, Jesus going to sleep and the storm hitting. And the disciples did, did two things. And this is what I felt like the scripture was illuminated for me in a, in a way that I needed it in 2020. The first thing they did was freak out. The, the scripture says they were convinced they were going to drown. Right. But instead of grabbing buckets and trying to, uh, you know, scoop the water out of the boat, instead of jumping overboard and trying to swim to shore, instead of taking matters into their own hands, their freak out led them to seek out the one who they believed could still save them. And, you know, they went to Jesus. So on the one hand, they're convinced they're going to drown. On the other hand, they, they go straight to the guy who's sound asleep. And they ask him to help to save. And he, of course, he does. He wakes up and as calm as he was, the, the sea was about to be just as calm. And sure enough, it was. And of course, a little bit of a rebuke comes after that. Oh, oh, you have little faith, right? And I feel like a lot of us in 2020, myself included, could be in that same boat, that same category of, oh, me of little faith. In fact, I wrote a song about, with that same title, oh, me of little faith. And uh, just a reminder that here in the middle of our broken chapter, in the middle of the storm, there's one who's calm and he promises he's going to calm us and give us peace that passes understanding. But also in his perfect timing, he will calm this storm and we will survive it. So the reminder that in that broken chapter, in that storm, that there's still peace to be found and, and a hope that we're going to we're going to make it through this. Well, and you you also spoke to something important. I feel like in the middle of all this, being honest about the fact that we're not perfect. I think a lot of people, especially people you know in the public eye, it's like I have to make everybody think that I'm perfect. Even Christians do this, right? And it's like, no, your wife sat you down, and she's like, Matthew, what's wrong with you? Right? Like, you got to get it together. And being honest about that, I love that you were honest about that. We all have weaknesses, and actually, I feel like God wants to use those weaknesses to show other people how to be stronger, you know, through our experiences. So I think we have to be authentic. That's the word really that I'm looking for that, that that's what people crave and that that's being honest too. And that's an important thing in the middle of all this. Well, and if you go to church, if you're a Christian, you know, I, authenticity has been something that I'm embarrassed to say has escaped me too many times in my life. And you know, what, what I, the thing that I get really tripped up on is like, I've discovered that you can even be inauthentically authentic. <laughs> like, like I can even be like, it's just like, wow, I have this unbelievable ability to pretend. And I developed that skill at a young age. There's a song on the radio right now of mine called Truth Be Told. And it's my autobiography in three minutes. It literally is. It's me saying, it says lie number one, you're supposed to have it all together. When they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them never better. Lie number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. Truth be told, the truth is rarely told. And it's really a song of me just like wanting to just break out of this like preacher's kid, Christian singer, weird skill that I have to just like perform for people all the time and and just realizing that 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 performance can be such a prison and I do it and I do it well and I don't want to do that anymore, you know? And it's not about like airing your dirty laundry for all the world to hear. It's just about just being in this place of, of just full on acknowledgement that you're a sinner, 
in need of God's grace and then being willing for God to use even the rough around the edges parts of your story. You know, in the midst of that journey then, Matthew, how are you finding, you know, because it's one thing, you know, and there's a lot of research coming out now, like Brene Brown, you know, and she talks about, you know, the vulnerability hangover, you know, and, and you see it in the scripture. It's amazing. Uh, when I when I was reading about, I was reading your book and I was thinking about that story of the prophet Elijah, you know, and he's on Mount Carmel and it's just, you know, this great standoff, you know what I mean? Where we're literally, there's all the prophets of Baal and Asherah and, 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 he's, and fire comes down from heaven and, and it's just like this epic moment. And then the very next chapter he's like running for his life and he's hiding out and you're like i'm like oh look that's like that vulnerability hangover it's like he was all the way out there you know what i mean on the edge of everything god did an amazing work so in this case god does an amazing work he's still freaked out and he's still running away and hiding out and be like you know woe is me and so so can you talk a little bit about you know in the midst of wanting to take off those masks even like the word hypocrite it comes from the greek Hupocrites, which was actually a Greek actor who had two masks and they would play two parts. You wow. know what I mean? And so, so that idea of the hypocrite is we, we think of it as two-paced, someone who's nice to you and then they say bad things about you behind your back. But really what you're talking about is our ability for religious reasons or for posturing reasons to kind of not truly be who we are. You know, so how have you found on this journey for you? you know, how do you co- become comfortable with the truest things about you, your identity with Jesus? And that's something that you talk about a lot in your music. So yeah, that's because I'm, I'm constantly working towards that or wishing I worked harder towards that, you know, but I think what you said is really important and really sums up this truth that we can all, that maybe helps us all exhale a little bit and, and take a deep breath and, and be reminded that we truly are works in progress. I mean, what you just described, it is the human condition, right? It's, it's the reality that, look, you know, perfection is, is not a realistic destination that we can hope to arrive at. Like, and so I may one day be the shining example of an authentic life that just brings people to this awakening in their own lives. And then the next day, just be a royal epic screw up who completely (laughs) blows it and has to beg for forgiveness. I mean, we see this play out. I don't know why we're shocked by it because that itself is the human condition. And that in, in itself is where we hope to discover the power and the freedom of a second chance and of a God who never gives up on us, you know? And so I think that's it. You know I mean? We're, we're all like Paul describes, you know, Paul described himself as a, you know, basically a walking contradiction. You know, why do I do the things that I don't want to do? And then the things I, I know I shouldn't do. Oh, then I do those things. I mean, (laughs) scripture is such a tongue twister, but it describes really every single one of us on any given day, despite our best efforts, because that in itself illuminates the fact that guess what? I need help. So I'm going to ask you a hard, a hard question. I think I've asked you this before, but I, I love the question. And I think it's been a while since we've talked, so you may have a different answer. But out of all the stories, and maybe you can't answer this, I don't know, but whatever. Out of all the stories that you've collected, out of these thousands and thousands of stories, what is the one that stands out to you the most, right? The one most transformative story. Gosh, man. Um, I, would, I would probably choose... Uh, that's such a tough one. There's okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. Can I tell you two real quick? I knew you, I knew you were gonna do this. Yes, you could tell I'm me two. Tell you one because it, go for it. The title of your podcast, "Crazy Happy," makes me think of this kid William. And this is a more recent story. He comes to me backstage at a concert back when we were allowed to do concerts. I think it was 2018. He comes up to me and he's got a. He's. I got to tell you my story. 
He's like, you always tell me there's power in a story. And I got up on Easter Sunday and I shared my story at my church. and It was awesome. He said, I, I suffered a stroke when, when I was three months old. The doctor said I wasn't going to survive, but I did. And then they said I would never walk. But guess what? I walk. And then they said I'd never talk. But guess what? I said, you can talk. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and he went on. To, he was so excited to tell me his story of these miracles that had taken place in his life. Now, I could tell his left arm was handicapped. He walked with a limp. He stuttered when he talked. He had some things that he had to overcome as a result of these obstacles in his life. But he went on to share. He said, you know, I got up on Easter Sunday and I told my story. And when I got to the part about the doctor saying how I'd never walk again, I dropped the microphone and I ran a lap around the church. And the, church, the whole church started cheering for me. And, he, and I said, man, William, that's incredible. I was so moved. So I wrote him a song called Walking Miracles. And I showed up in Las Cruces, New Mexico and went to his house and surprised him and he got to be the first one to hear his song and we did a music video and he's the star of it it was amazing but when i think about happy i think about this kid william and i think about his perspective on life we talked about bullying that he's faced and how he's risen above it and he says you know every day it just feels like there's a wall in front of me and i just break right through another wall every day every day and so that's something that made me crazy happy was sharing a moment with a kid named william who re made me remember, man, the next time I start complaining, let me see William's face and be reminded that I have much to be happy about. Secondly, I would share about a woman named Renee who lost her daughter in a drunk driving accident. And the drunk driver was a young man named Eric, and he was sentenced to 22 years in prison. And happiness has come hard in a hard way for Renee. Renee said she was uh, that he was in prison, this guy, but she was the one who felt like the prisoner. And she shared with me just a powerful story about how God led her to do the impossible. And that was to reach out and actually express forgiveness for this person who was responsible for taking the life of her daughter. And to this day, the two of them, he's now out of prison because she pleaded for mercy on his behalf. And they go and they share about drunk driving and the power of forgiveness and they speak publicly. And it's just a powerful thing. And when I think about happiness, it's hard to really separate happiness from that word forgiveness because therein lies our true freedom. And, and that story has illustrated the power of forgiveness uh, on a level that I, I feel like I've rarely experienced in my life. So those are two stories that really come to mind. Those and what powerful stories. And so I know that we don't have, you know, we have to uh, wind this out, but Matthew, if people want to kind of connect with you, where's the best place on the web, social media, you also mentioned uh, that, you know, the work that you do with your dad, you know, uh, and praying for people, like where can we connect folks who are listening to the crazy happy podcast to you and to that, and also talk a little bit about your book, and the movie that you were in. So it's like, you know, you're not just a worship leader. You're a writer. You're a movie you're star. star. I mean, yeah. like, come on, dude. I'm a horrible actor. I'm, I had three lines in a Christmas movie. And uh, and it was just, they were, they made a Christmas movie out of a song that I had written called The Heart of Christmas. And Candace Cameron's in it, so you know it's a Christmas movie. And, uh, and I played the friendly neighbor, and it was against my will. So we won't talk about that. But, uh, but you know, people can find me on social media. Instagram is, you know, I'm probably most active on Instagram and Facebook, but Matthew J. West on Instagram. The podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. So when you're done listening to Crazy Happy, if you've got some extra time, they're forbidden to listen to it until after they listen to your podcast, okay? <laughs> but, uh, 
with the Matthew West podcast. And uh, we've, we've had some really unique conversations taking place. I just did an interview with a guy named Emmanuel Acho, who's done these really powerful videos called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Yeah. This guy loves the Lord and he talks about race in America and, and gives it a really powerful perspective that has helped me as a white dude, you know, really understand better what's happening in our world and how I can approach the world with kindness and love which gosh, do we need a lot more of that right now or what? Um, and so, you know, the podcast is probably a great way to stay connected with me these days. And, but you know, I'm, I'm always busy. I just, I wrote a Christmas song that's coming out this year and everything I'm doing is in the you hope. You don't stop. You don't well, stop. But I love what you said about the being a hope dealer. And I, I love that. You know, I think the three of us, if we can continue to encourage each other and this conversation encourages me to go out today and really just continue to, to deal in matters of hope because hope looks like it's in short supply right now in our world. I mean, you look at the government, you look at the elections, you look at the racial, t- I mean, the list is long. Nobody needs a reminder of the dumpster fire that this year has been, <laughs> right? But what we can remind people is that we may not see hope, but hope is real and hope has a name and and that's the goal here. So just today, this talking to you guys fires me up to go, man, there's happiness in that word hope. And I want to be a person who lives their life in a way that communicates it to hopeless people to let them know hope is not lost. So good. Well, we've loved having you, Matthew, on the podcast. And for all mm-hmm. of you out there, wherever you're picking this up, listen, the big takeaway, happiness. It's on the other side of forgiveness. That forgiveness is found in Jesus. Yeah. Other thing, listen brokenness is not the absence of hope. Hope is born in brokenness. And and the example of obviously Jesus on the cross, that bloody cross gives way to an empty tomb and joy unspeakable. And so, so no matter what your situation is right now, we want to encourage you to always choose hope, not hope and hope. We're hoping in Jesus. As Matthew said, hope's got a name. His name is Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you just to keep on keeping on. God wants to use you. You never know. Everyone's got a story, as Matthew was sharing with us. And God has placed you in their life to be someone who can broker and hope for them as they're sharing their 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 stories and their trials. And I always like to remind people, we're all in the middle chapters. The final chapter gets written by Jesus himself. And we yeah. know that because he's a great redeemer, it's all good. So we will catch you all next time on the Crazy Happy Podcast. And don't forget, subscribe to the Matthew West Podcast. We'll be doing podcasts until the Lord comes back. And God bless you all. We love you. Take care. Jesus is real. A year ago, everyone was scrambling to buy toilet paper. Everybody needed it, and it was hard to come by. But as Pastor Daniel, Billy, and Matthew West discuss today, hope is a commodity we need even more. You were reminded that while it seems like hope is in short supply, it's still there. But you learn that you don't put your hope in hope itself. Your hope must be rooted in the person of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is real, you can move forward, letting God use you in your story to broker hope to others. Thanks for joining Pastor Daniel Fusco for the Crazy Happy Podcast. Each week, Pastor Daniel is joined by journalist and author Billy Hallowell to discuss relevant topics, interview guests, and share the hope of the gospel message. If you'd like more information about this podcast, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Be sure to subscribe so you're notified each time we post a new edition. Now, here's Josh to let you know what you'll hear next week.
Come back next Friday for the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel and Billy Hallowell welcome Mark Batterson, New York Times bestselling author and pastor of National Community Church in Washington, D.C. They'll talk about Mark's new book, Win the Day, and how its principles can make a real difference in your life right now. Well, that's all the time we have for on this special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today and be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.